0: Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor, and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting Podcast. Now today, we'll be discussing lots of different things, how to pull your mind back into painting after you've been distracted with family during the summer, and what do you do when you want to use black in a painting. Is it a good idea? Should you mix your own? And should you use it? And also, what about figures? Do you outline them, work with values? What happens if you see someone on the street? And do you just paint them? Do you ask for a release? What do you do? So these are just some of the things that we'll be talking about today. So I hope you join us and let's have some fun. So how is everybody doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Tracy's got her tea or coffee. Where did I put mine? I'm going to grab it. Okay. I am not quite together yet in my mind because uh, yeah, I've had the grandkids here, you know, July as Shirley here, I'm going to speak to you. So that way you're taking a sip and then I'll just like, I can see it probably you just spitting right out of your mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for that. Um, we'll talk in the other meeting coming up, but uh, with the, uh, I agree with you. I really kind of need to take some time in July for family, you know, so we'll see how that goes. You know, that's next year. It was fabulous. So hopefully everybody's doing well. And um, just mentally, what's so shocking to me is that when the kids come, it's like my brain leaves and then, right. (laughs) (laughs) and <laughs> so then now they're home that I think is slowly going to come back but I'm just trying to clean up my studio and I think let me show you this is just um it's it, this is just a bigger version of it it's really messy over there it, it may look together but honestly it is nowhere near together and with the um it is nowhere near together. And the other thing is that the internet people, I see them across the street. I have begged them when I am going to be the last person in Bolinas to get a better internet, you know. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, does any, we're gonna, this is what my plan is today, is that I wanted to look at some of your paintings, do a little problem solving. Does anybody have a burning question or problem that I can help with right now off the bat? And Gail, I was thinking about you, too. I do really want to get to those rivers. So when we go to our Beyond the Courses meeting in the next uh, hour after this, what we're going to be discussing a little bit about is potential upcoming courses and things like that, and I'll see whatever they have in mind for me. But um, what What I want to do is I in my mind I have some things, I have projects that I want to do. So trying to allow that space. Anyway, just to give you an idea of what in the world's going in the background with me. So what is going on with you? Does anybody want to say hi? How about if we all say hi? Hi.
1: Hi. (laughs) My grand my granddaughter is coming in about four hours. So I completely understand the whole brain. It's gone, huh? Yeah. How long is she there for two or three nights sleep to come back two or three nights. Oops, you just muted yourself. Tracy, I need at least least, uh, two nights sleep, I guess, two nights to sleep, to recover, to get my brain Mm -hmm. back after she's here for the weekend.
0: And I I completely
1: understand. I
0: see Trish down there nodding her head, and I think I remember her saying this in the very beginning. She goes, "You know, you're going to need some recovery time," and I haven't had any recovery time yet because I can. I'm sure you're giggling down there, uh, Trish, because um, <laughs> then my husband. I'm just walking around honestly as a crab. I'm not not. We had a fabulous time with the kids, but I am a crab trying to. Like some things that I want my husband to just take care of and solve. You know, I'm sure you can relate to this, ladies, at some point. And it's like, oh my (laughs) gosh. So, anyway, so things that I don't want to know about, like water tanks, I have to find out about and deal with. Okay, let's get to watercolor. So, uh, it doesn't sound like anybody has a burning question for me. And if you do, just raise your hand. So, we are in watercolor emotion. Oh, Elizabeth, hi. I need some help in finding a, a good, vibrant,
1: dark, um, bl-
0: you know, black, but not black. Uh, my blacks, my darks seem muddy and thick. Okay. And, well, uh, you know, I think part of that is is probably that you're using, um, I like that. I, can we come back to that? Because I yes. want to work on that. And maybe when we look at, if you submitted anything, if you see it in there, just stop me, okay, in there. And what was more than likely happening is that you're you're probably using too much pigment. And what you're also making me think about is that I have heard so many people, you know, whenever I see things now, like I just, for for a decompression, I thought, okay, let me just take a look at something on YouTube. and. Is there what's out there and i looked at it and i just see so many people using opaque or gouache or things like that and i i'm thinking of more experimenting with gouache but why i'm even saying this is because i see people using blacks black will kill a painting it really can especially when you've got a beautiful vibrant color next to it and you get really too dark it can just mm. like a black hole it sucks in all the light so we need to find something for you and i usually have a tendency of going with the windsor and newton indigo because it's a blue so i just muted the dogs in the back and who let the dogs out <laughs> so anyway oh it is about okay uh, elizabeth sorry so anyway We'll come back to that. And let me think about it. I would usually use the Windsor and Newton Indigo because it has a deep, dark blue to it. I like that better than the indanthrum blue. It's just personal. And I think that also has to do with where you live. Because again, I live on the coast, it's gray outside, it's foggy. And my tendency, to, my colors are usually a little heavier. All right, now let's go ahead and start looking at, Tracy, were you gonna say something? Did I see your hand waving around? Okay, go ahead.
1: Yes, I totally agree with your indigo. I did a study on the indigos available because I'm one of those people that has to have a complete set. I have a problem in my head. So uh, I've hmm. got the Schmincke. Is that how you say oh, yeah. the word Shminka? Yeah. The yeah. Schmincke indigo is the closest to black, but blue that I have found on the watercolor market. That's all I want to um, pitch. Do you here. like it? Indigo. I love it. And it's a great mixing color also because you can mix it with the burnt uh, sienna and it's it gets even darker still, but not black. And it also granulates and separates a little bit. So it kind of invites the colors to come back out as it dries. So it makes a lot mm. of interesting color changes as it dries. So I just really like that color. Well, That's let's awesome. see.
0: Well, no, I think that's interesting, you know, because, like um, what years ago, what i I don't actually, I don't even know if I have an indigo in that this is a schminky. Uh, I've had this for thirty years. Mm-hmm. And I do really like schminky. The shocking thing with some of those colors is like, especially with their magentas or or like a quinacridone, I don't necessarily think it's a quinacridone, maybe now. I mean, this is, those colors worked well. But when I've got the tube, like the magentas, all of a sudden you're thinking it's really beautiful and then it dries acid, you know, so it's shocking. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what the indigo does. But with other brands, you know, like I remember doing Sennelier and some other ones yeah. that, um, You know, they just were either a green kind of leaning towards the green or they just didn't work. So we need to find what you like. So thinking about what Elizabeth has to say up there. Okay, so let's go ahead and start and then let's try to come back to this um, if you'd like to. So what I think I want to start with is I'm going to start with the simplest things first, and that would be just taking a peek over some of these ones that came in and you know what's so fascinating to me like with the zebra what we're doing is basically taking a no tan we're just kind of doing negative painting you can see how realistic it is and also you're just playing with the mingling of color so it's giving you an option of looking how to uh, do it a different way mingling color using water which is excellent a lot of people use that style with the um, with the with a sketch, you know, to do the pouring and all that, and that's all great and gorgeous, actually, it's just gorgeous, Um, but when we do other painting and pouring, to me, that just focuses more on technique than the artistic ability, but, you know, that's just me, like, because I, I am such a painter, but I think the That's not thinking about this particular zebra. I'm just thinking in general with this idea. I think this zebra is gorgeous. I think the style is so interesting working with that um, no tan and black, like you're just working with the black and white on that um, line drawing. And for this particular painting, you were incredibly successful. And it's, you know, with the amount of water that you're using and flowing the color, it's gorgeous. So my little thought process and rambling was just thinking about the idea because it's so realistic, you know, and so it's just different. Okay, and then like for this one here, It's funny. I think you did the eyes really well as far as the shine. What I'd like to see you do is as you're painting, soften a few of those edges. I do like all of this um, overlaying color that is gorgeous, but I want you to play with softening an edge here and there, like when it comes around here. Why Why, if we do that, what's going to happen is that your eye is going to move around to different areas. Otherwise, your eye is just focusing in on all the hard lines. And that's why we have this in here. In fact, I was hoping to do another little uh, demonstration of of a different cat, but I, I have not got that together for you. So you did a great job. Soften an edge here and there as you're painting. Okay, this one looked out. This one, Joanna, uh, Joanna. Sorry about that. Worked out really nicely. So, if you see the rocks that are light, look like they're above water. This area looks like it's underwater. And this is a lesson from my rock, sand, and sea glass course, I believe, because it helps to give the perspective or the idea of how to push rocks underwater. And again, I am constantly thinking, how can I uh, change the lesson? How can I make um, you know, take it a little further and also thinking about the amount of time that it takes for everybody. So seeing what you've got here, you were very successful and congratulations for that. You've got the uh, rocks underwater, Pushed back here, you've got nice areas here, nice water droplets, really, really well done. And I know that all you're going to do is to continue to get better. And why do I say that? Is looking at the strokes on your leaves, it'll get a little more effortless there. So it's still gorgeous. When I say a little less effortless, that just comes with time and putting the miles in on your brush. So you did a beautiful job. This is. Um, Agate beach looking towards San Francisco towards Pacifica. And basically what we have here is, if you see the little wobble in the paper, it's showing me that you've got 140 pound paper, the 140 pound paper. It can be very sensitive, especially if we are using that amount of water in the background. So here it looks like you may have dropped some uh, color in and then painted on top of it. and. If you used, if you wanted to do this again and have it less, uh, less spotty, you could always try it on 300-pound paper. So I'm not looking at anything else other than the paper right now. What's happening right here? That's because you put your sweep of color in and it dried faster than you can work. So either you need to have a damp surface as you're applying that stroke so it can flow, or uh, that's probably what it was, it probably wasn't wet enough, so it just dried faster than you could work right here, and this, the other thing that basically happens is that if you happen, if you look at the back of your paper, if you have a couple little spots on the back, that can actually come through on the front, it just, perhaps it works on the sizing in the back, and it can mar the paper a little bit, so I'm just thinking about some questions that you may have for yourself about like, why are things happening? Looking at what you've done aside from what I believe your comment was, you did an amazing job right through here. Gorgeous with the light here and here. Excellent. And this works nicely too. And this is exactly like what I've done before. So what I'm thinking of it now, if I wanted to do things, I might even take advantage of the highlights that you have here if I wanted it to be really really dark, then I might go over it again with a thicker color intensity or, you know, less water in the pigment blend. If I wanted to get the little cracks and crevices, I might consider using a little piece of paper or a flat brush. Now I did this before I even I did this uh, particular painting before I even did or even worked with a little piece of paper. So. Now I might think it would be a lot of fun to take advantage of those highlights and go looking at those dark areas. You don't have to do this. I just want you to know what I would be thinking if it was mine. Uh, Let's see, I might consider taking a piece of paper and going into those dark areas just to pull out those highlights a bit more. I know you can't see this very well. I've got a, a little pen going around here, but it would be fun to play with it again. Okay. And let's see, let's go to this one. Now, it was so cool to see what everybody did with their sheep and, and how uh, people interpret that or like, I cannot remember the name, the one that interpreted it into a bear for their grandsons. It was fabulous. I really like the effect that you have here with the masking and a little bit of salt back there. Your sheep turned out really, really nicely. I also really like how you overlapped the color there. Beautifully done. And this was very, very sweet for your, um, I guess it's Clara there, beautiful. And then here's another little sheep. So I really think that everybody was very successful with this little guy, just getting the idea. And then also, I'm not gonna go back into the Facebook group at this time to look at some of the other elementary chicks and ducklings because we've already done that. So I'm gonna continue to move beyond that. And then let's go into this. Uh, Let's see, what do I wanna do? Since I'm thinking about that, I think... Oh, I'll, I'll go here. OK, I'm going to close this. I'm going to go in the order that I see it. So I thought this was really wonderful. This is from Marianne, And let's see. She had uh, this particular rose and playing with the background. And that worked nicely. This is gorgeous. Using the amount of water that you've got in the petals and just gently applying a few strokes and keeping the control over that stroke worked out very, very well and then to see how she added the background. So it's interesting, um, everything looks gorgeous and clean on white, but a lot of times it looks very incomplete. And here I think you were very successful adding that background. A lot of you did our little uh, loose portrait which was fascinating to see. So what I'm looking at is, do you have depth, your color application, your strokes, all of that. That's what I'm looking for. I think the, we have to be careful with the face because we just need to suggest it a little bit and it's extremely tricky there. I think you handled it very well with your dark uh, hair and all the values look really nicely done. And so you've got the right idea here too, you know with a little bit of contrast back there, you're doing great at the cute little dog there that worked out really nicely. You've got good shadows here. So now as the artist, I don't want you to uh, feel uncomfortable that I'm looking at your painting because like you may be just a little bit um, not as far as some of the other artists are in their application so do not worry about that I want to show you some things that are very common here is that what we want to do is always put a little line around it. We want the contrast. We need to see the pants. But what you could do is instead of having that line, you have it kind of right here. You see that value right there, but you need to soften this. That'll get you away from the outline because the outline is a very common look for people that are just getting started or, or don't have a lot of miles on their brush, you know, like we like I was just talking about. I also see that. You're you're going very heavy with your color. So you've got it very light outline and you've got a little uh, bit of heavy pigment. So ex- uh, experiment a little bit more with the amount of water to color blend in your palette. So we're looking for a mid-tone value. So that means it's a little more transparent. OK, because you can see that's pretty thick. We want to see the light coming through the strokes. Take a damp brush, soften that stroke, That will pull the color up into the pants. It'll look softer. It won't have the outlined look. The same thing here with the background, how you handled that. If you just used a damp brush and touch an edge over here, it'll break it up and dissolve it and push it back. And the same thing with any of these strokes right here and here. That's why those elemental lessons that you are just starting with, you know, like when it comes to the butterfly or any of those other things, we're working with brush strokes. So we're trying to get away from really drawing everything on. Let the water work for you. You did an amazing job. I just want to give you an idea how to take it further and what you will continue to uh, practice and work on. And then I think we looked at this last week beautifully done and um, what was interesting is by adding just a little bit of the background, it gives her a place to sit it's grounded, and I love the blooms and how we have some dissolved edges up here. So again, I am not trying to push pull any one painting out. I want to show you what will make a difference to your success as you continue. The, the spots in the background that can work nicely too you know that I think that works well um, and the only reason my hesitation in my voice is just because I was looking at the softer lines right here so why what I'm thinking about here with these hard spots is that our eye can go to that instead of our figure now you've done a really really good job with your figure this is good um. Next time, I would probably have a couple different values in the jacket so it's not as dark, even though it does look dark in the photo. I might work a little bit with a mid-tone value and the darker one. If you have a softer background, the eye is going to focus on the figure. Just like down here, you did it. Amazing job down here. This is gorgeous. And the overall figure looks great. Those are just things that I would be asking myself if it was my own. And then here, I thought this one, um, let's see, I'm thinking, I'm not sure. I think this is the same artist, but we'll see. Now, this is really cool, you know, as is. And I think it works beautifully. Great amount of water. If she wanted more depth, then I would consider going to more mid tone to darker values to do a little push and pull. But your face is amazing. <laughs> okay, I think you just that needed- one's
1: mine, Bridget. Bridget. Oh, oh, Tracy. Okay, so Tracy, great job. So, what did you Thank think? You. Uh, I definitely agree. I was very tentative with the. Again, I used the Schminky uh, indigo. Mm -hmm. in this painting and i i am still hesitant about the values because i don't want it to get to the point of getting too heavy too quickly Mm -hmm. so i think i may have been able to get a little bit more aggressive with this one because the background and i have it here actually i wanted to pull it up hold on, hold on for a sec let me get
0: okay go ahead and hold that up i got my ring nice Oh, interesting. You know what, I really like your painting. So it's like it could go either way. You know, I love what I like about this is the amount of water that you used in this, you know, so it has one kind of feel to it. Once you start pushing it with the darker values, then it gets a bit more dramatic, and you get more depth. So personally, I think I might leave this alone. And then you might want to experiment trying another one with and then experiment with darker values.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't want to do, I'm using your, uh, actually 140 pound paper. I'm using the, it's uh, called Bockingford. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that paper. I know uh, some of my
0: other um, participants do know about it. And I know it was in Watercolor Live too,
1: I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I you usually, say I do use oh, okay. Arches mostly. I do use Arches mostly. So, what did you think that's Blockingford? Is that by it's not Windsor and Newton paper, right? Uh, let me see just one second. Let me check. It's called St. Cuthbert's Mill. Okay. okay. So what did you think? Doesn't it have a softer sized surface? That's that I little. really actually like it.
0: And uh-huh. it was the
1: first it was the first time I ever realized why people say get the best watercolor paper that you can. It was the first time I ever realized why it's important. Because I was able to do so much more with uh-huh. lifting. I did lifting. I did softening of the lines. I was able to do everything that you teach us in the lessons with this paper. Uh-huh. So I was using a student-grade watercolor paper on my uh, other ones that I had been doing. But I, I finally get it, why it's important to use quality paper. So, you know, what, how long have you been with me in this group? Actually, I've only been here for, uh, this is my second month coming okay. up. So, uh, but I've been following you for 10 years. So. uh, Was that you? (laughs) That was you that was back there following me? (laughs) If you ever got a little poke that was me. Okay, cool. Because, you know, one thing
0: I was thinking about the other day is like, what's better, you know, having a six week course or having a program where we meet every week and you work through lessons and then try to, you know, develop it into your own painting. That's the goal, you know, and I like what you've done here. And I like that we've got our basic curriculum. So I, I, anyway, that's what I was, I was thinking about that. Do people just want to just do a lesson? You know, I think it's it it serves the purpose for different people, you know, so just always, well, trying you, know,
1: to- you know, let me tell you just real quick. The lessons for me, I'm on a limited income. I have multiple sclerosis. So all I have is my disability. So um, being able to do this every month with you is absolutely priceless for me because I get to talk to you and Mm -hmm. I get to see you work in the end so that's perfect sometimes lessons can be a little costly for me up front Mm -hmm. and that's a little harder for me to get into my budget so this right now this group is perfect fit for me but I am going to go into lessons Mm -hmm. uh, in time but for right now I'm able to go through your watercolor emotion and just kind of fine-tune what I do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I appreciate that, you know, because
0: it's like, I do listen to everybody and just Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what, um, what are the needs of everybody. And so actually, Tracy, that was exactly why I developed this is to to basically give support as people wanted to continue with their process.
1: So I appreciate it. This is perfect for me. Perfect for me. Oh, thank Thank you. you. I like being perfect. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't everybody. (laughs) Okay,
0: I'm muted. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you. So you know what I also really like? I like this down here too. So this is great. Anyway, yeah, try another one and experiment with your values. And um, so that makes me think of some, some other little project that I wanted to do when I have a chance. Now, I'm sorry, I don't know if this is Tracy's. I don't think so. And the reason why I'm looking at that is your use of water here and here. Now, is the artist here that would like to talk about this one? Because... I love your figure. And Thank you. So um,
2: who's this? This is Loretta. Hey, Loretta. Hi. Hi. So tell me about your painting. Well, I saw this gentleman in a cafe down in Raymond, Washington, when I went to uh, get a passport. Mm-hmm. And he captivated me. So this is my first attempt. I want to do it again on nicer paper. Um. There needs to be more yellow in his headband. Uh, the face needs, I think a little more detail, but it was just so fun to do it i and this this person, I don't know who he is, but he talks to me, so I had to paint him did Did you ask him for permission to um
0: to take his picture, or did you just take it? I did it
2: serendipitously.
0: Uh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm even saying that. Uh, Okay. I have two things that I want to say at the same time. Okay. But why I'm even saying that is that we were on the beach. um, Okay. Let me come back to this one in just a second. But while I have this in my head, so we were on the beach the other day and what ended up happening, there was this woman that was very spelt and she had tattoos from head to toe and she was wearing a nude (laughs) color bathing suit. So you couldn't miss her. And she was like one of those really (laughs) interesting, interesting people and it's like wow that's but I you know I just glanced at her my husband took a picture of her and you know of course I don't appreciate that if he's taking a picture of another woman at all but um she was off in the distance and I actually like the silhouette that uh, that he got of her and the person that that she was talking to so in the end the picture is interesting you can't even see anything she's just a silhouette but her friend came up and said to my husband, can you not take a picture of her? And it really, it triggered me in a way. I mean, we were with people, she came up and she goes, can you please not take a picture of my friend? And I said, "Then honestly, I could be saying absolutely all the wrong things. Uh, But I said, you know what? If she doesn't want to be seen, then maybe she should put some clothes on or maybe go to the private section of the beach, you know? And so here I am. I'm wearing a Bellinas firefighter jacket. (laughs) That's not necessarily a good uh, representation of the Bellinas. It's not I'm not on the department. It was my son's. But I was just so
2: triggered
0: by her. Uh. And I totally understand that we want, I understand, but the way she came up, you know, it just, it made, I think it triggered my part of an artist seeing an interesting person wanting to take a picture of somebody. How would I handle
2: that? How would I use that in a, you know, do you know what I'm saying there, Loretta? You know? I absolutely do. Um, And I thought to myself, if I ever create, A picture of him that I like well enough to maybe enter a contest or something I need to go find him and make sure I have permission (laughs) but otherwise I think I can take his picture and be inspired by him all I want well you know the
0: thing is if a person's in public then the person's in public you know like I have taken um, pictures of people in a parade and you know what are you gonna do You know, and I think if you're going to enter something into a show, I personally think that you, you should be able to the guys and I, you know what, I think it's a very touchy thing and I do not know all the answers so please, you know don't take me as like the word of everything here, but that if I, if I did a painting that I really liked of that, then I would enter it into a show and I honestly would not feel um like i need to chase them down just so mm-hmm. if that if that helps so yeah. but if you have yeah. access to them then it's just something we need to keep in the back of our mind you know i you just never know you never know how somebody's going to react but the only reason why i brought that story up was because we just had this encounter and I honestly do not know, you know, when somebody's out there in public, um, I think the polite thing to do is to, is to ask the person, the best thing you can do is have a release form with you. If, you know, just saying, Hey, I'd really like to take your picture or I'd like to paint it. That is the best thing you could do to protect yourself. So looking at your, I love your, um, composition here. That's why I'm also discussing this a little bit more. I think it's really fascinating. I think that you could even take this further. Looking at what you've got here, what I would, again, getting the miles on the brush, is that I would be thinking about expanding your range of values and also, it looks a little angular, you know, around the edges. So mm-hmm. I would work more with the brush stroke instead of trying to add the outline out there. Work with your values, very similar to sort of what we, you know, there's different ways of approaching uh, figures. I think your Indian is amazing and I love it. I think that's fabulous. I'd love to do more of that. It's just, Sometimes it's so challenging to find the right subject. Now that concludes today's podcast, and there's always so much more that we can talk about. And if you're interested in joining our conversations, you can always come to my website, beargoodoconnor.com, online courses, and you can even take a free course. So until next time, have fun and happy painting.